Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. You're listening to This Just In on Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Welcome all. Footy Prime, This Just In. I'm Wonger taking the seat from Charms, who's going to jump on at some point during this podcast and tell us what he's doing in Portugal. We think he's... Uh, absconded with some bitcoin i think he's doing something bitcoinish and running away from his wife uh joining me today craig forrest top right jimmy brennan bottom left and jc after class is here uh jumping on with us soon will be amy walsh who's just finishing up her tsn two in the morning run and uh charms will jump on and tell us what's going on so fellas Great matches this morning. U.S. is out. Women's World Cup, 75,000 at the stadium supporting Australia. Great match by Australia. England on the brink versus Nigeria. And I have to say, different class tournament from 4, 8, 12. Footy is worldwide now. Everyone's catching up. Oh, they've caught up all right. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. In a yeah. big way. Yeah. In a big way. They've, well, they're, they're lapping us as we've. Oh, well, <laughs> they, we, we were mentioning yeah. Craig in the dark web. You mentioned that Cathal Kelly article. And uh, yeah. it basically was saying exactly that. Like North American teams, US, Canada, uh, they can't take anything for granted anymore. Y- the Europeans, super strong. Even, let's be honest, Colombia has been surprising us. Uh, the CONCACAF teams are 
other than U.S. and Canada are doing okay. Yeah, you know the the U.S. is going to be okay as well. Uh, they they've right. got some talent they, right now. I I and they've got some depth and and they've got a league that's still strong. Um, but the European leagues are going to and the WSL in England are going and the brands that they have behind them and like Athol says, they have a ready-made fan base and they've had their struggles to get that thing going and. After the Euro last year that England won, they've increased, I think, their attendances by 200%. They're really just about touching on 6,000 a game. That's great. Ticket prices are still relative, well, relatively cheap, really cheap. You can get a season ticket for 60 pounds, some of these, uh, these clubs. So the money that they're paying for tickets isn't quite there yet. And sort of financially, it's being subsidized by the men's program, but eventually they're going to get there. It's growing so quickly. And just in every four years, it just, it just incredible technical, tactical speed ability of all these teams. You look at teams that never used to be in that mix, the likes of Colombia, likes in, I mean, Nigeria, they've been sort of there, thereabouts, but South Africa haven't, Morocco haven't, but they're now coming into that mix. Um, but Nigeria, the best they ever got was the uh, quarterfinals, I think, in 99. But other than that, nothing. Look at Spain. They didn't qualify for 91, 95, 99, 2003, 2007, 2011. And then all of a sudden they qualified in 2015. They got knocked out in the group stage four years later, round of 16. Now they're one of the favorites to actually win this tournament. So, so I could go on and on uh, about countries that are, you know, the Americans have always said, and I remember this in 2012 um, when they hammered Dominican Republic. I think it was 12 or 13, nothing. And they cheered, I think, every goal, even when it was 10, 11, 12. And there's certain things that just drove me crazy about this team. Not a very likable group. Group, Forget about the rest of it. But that <laughs> hammering of that team, they were like, oh, the rest of the country, the world, they need to spend more money. They need to support. The, well, that they are. And now the rest of the world is now cashing up and is competitive like hell. Countries ranked in the 70s are doing okay, which is just absolutely fantastic for the sport. And I had goosebumps when Sam Kerr came on today. I mean, the reception she had from the Australian crowd, her first appearance in this tournament, um, she worried me when she went down and sprained, looked like she went down and twisted her knee. But, uh, you know, just watching this incredible star in Australia, uh, a woman's soccer player is just is quite astonishing. Well, I also have to say being an insomniac the way you are, Craig, I know, I know our friend Dubs, who's just joined us, she'll, uh, she had, you know, she's got a schedule. Your schedule has worked perfectly for this tournament, eh? My your schedule? sleep schedule? No. Oh my god. Craig's. Oh. <laughs> well, Craig and I are having yeah. chats. I know. <laughs> I wake up and there's like 40 messages in, the, in our dark web <laughs> chat. <laughs> yeah. So we were just we we're just catching up on the overall arching theme that the world has caught up, Dubs. Um, but what can you take out of the Nigeria, the matches the last 2 days? Give us kind of the what you thought of uh, the U.S. getting knocked out, England getting almost, like, honestly, that was, I. they would probably be the second most cheered for team in Australia mm -hmm. uh, with all the people in the background. And I, I just can't imagine 
the Aussies, England, and the U.S. all being out to ruin the World Cup in a, in a media event. But what were you thinking about the the play on the the pitch? Well, I think we need to give some props to to our own Jimmy Brennan for that call with Sweden over the U.S. Right, uh, that was yeah. a good that was a good call. And I just think today, so I mean, that was surprising, but maybe not. Um, I think the tournament is probably still better for the U.S. being involved. But I, I think that you're seeing, say, compared to two cycles ago, eight years ago, or even 2019, you're not you're seeing a depth to this field and the inclusion of, you know, all kinds of these, these debutants is leading to the conversation about parity. I don't know if we're really there yet, but I think what you're getting are these, these teams that are well coached. They're tactically sophisticated. They know what they're going into. They're, they're not naive um, and they're well prepared, you know, despite all of the, the federation issues um, that it continually plagues the women's game. But I think with the U S out, it, it almost gives, um, I like a certain freshness to the tournament that it's going to be somebody else's turn. And I think it's time and it's time for the U.S. to kind of take a hard look at their own development system and the North American model. Canada, I'm lumping in there as well with the reliance on the NCAA circuit and playing three to four months a year versus playing in a pro structure where you're getting day in, day out professional training um, and what that that affords these young players. And a player like Lauren James, you look at the success prior to her stomping on that Nigerian's ass like today, um, you know, and, and goes down in the books with with famous um, English players who get um, red carded at, at the World Cup. But um, her evolution and her development is playing with boys, playing at the highest level possible and then playing in a pro environment as early as possible. And I think that we need to at least give our youth that option and young women and young girls that option so that you you're really seeing the growth of footballers, not just athletes being forced into the mold of, of a footballer and which is very much you know the the north american structure and where the u.s has ha- found success has been you know they're going to out fitness you they're going to outlast you um you're going to have individuals that are brilliant but do the pieces all fit together i'm not sure and that's what you saw i think under vladko andonovsky where they had a bunch of individuals you had maybe a difference of, of two generations, like a generation kind of on its way out with like a, a Megan Rapino and Alex Morgan and this younger generation with the Alyssa Thompsons and the Sophia Smiths um, and, and those types of players and who are not yet in their prime. So the U.S. is not gone. Like they're, they're still going to be knocking on that door and they're going to pump tons of cash into making them number one again but they really need to take a look at what's happening in the youth development at the group and the grassroots and how they can make that, that pipeline um, sort of more, more vibrant and more diverse um, and really geared to more of a pro environment so that they can flourish along with these other countries that we're seeing um, do so well at this, at this world cup. I think Amy, uh, one of the the problems that we have in North America when the European uh, structure really takes us seriously as they, they are starting to, um, is that when the clubs start to develop players, that's when associations struggle because they're now into it because they've got a commodity. They're raising this player to make money. They don't care about the national team. They care about their club. Yeah. And that's always been the case when you look at the men's game, and that's been the case. The clubs are pre- pre- preparing these players, are producing these players, and they just – in sidebar is that they end up good players for the national team 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that's always going to be a struggle because I think associations of women football have outspent everybody else, especially the bigger countries. I mean, nobody's won the World Cup outside of U.S., Norway, Germany, and Japan. Uh, those are pretty wealthy, structured countries that have given women opportunity. Now we're seeing that finances now aren't necessarily uh, an issue when players are going to be pulled into these clubs and developed at a level that we haven't seen before. Jimmy, you're, you've been busy scribbling. Sharms just joined us. We'll see what Sharms has to say. But, Jimmy, hey, are you Charms. scribbling? Are you no. scribbling, Jimmy? Are you no, writing no. things down? No, I'm just reading things and looking at stuff. But listening, listening to, what, to what everybody is saying. And what do you think? Well, I'll go off on one a little bit here. I think <laughs> this, this World Cup has been, been absolutely brilliant. I've really enjoyed it. And I was at my parents the other day. I don't think they've missed a game. And that says an, an awful lot for a lot of people as well that have been tuning into the World Cup and everybody's saying how great and competitive the matches have been. I know at the beginning for us, we were talking, we're saying, and, oh, too and many the, co- the commentary has been great too, hey? Oh, oh God, here she goes. Oh, here we go. Here she goes. There it is. <laughs> yeah, McLeod's been great. So they... <laughs> <laughs> But we talked. Yeah, where's Aaron going? Back to Iceland. But we talked at the beginning of the tournament, saying, "Oh, there's going to be some blowouts," and but there hasn't. And I think everybody's been so impressed of how every team has really competed in in this World Cup. And there's been some standout stars. I mean, I, I was watching Spain the other day, and that Bonmati, what a player that she is! Absolutely phenomenal player. I couldn't stop watching her. Just. Off the ball, her movement, her touches, the way she sees the game. And you're seeing so many young, talented players come through. It's been great. And as for the Americans, I think, you know, it, it was, it's a good lesson for them because I think over the last number of years, it's been so easy for them, hasn't it? Because I don't think the competition has really been there where it is now. And now it's been an, an eye-opener where they're going, we can't just steamroll teams. Our egos can't can't just run over teams. Teams don't respect them like they used to because they're going, we're going to compete with you now. We don't give a shit if you're the Americans or not. We're going to come at you. And I thought the Swedes were, were very good on the day. We have to get it right, though. The, the, the Americans outshot them. 11, they dominated the game, completely dominated. Let's get it right. They, 11 saves the Swedish goalkeeper made, and they had a penalty even the Americans to win it, at least one. So... They rode their luck to Swedes, but it is a, a bit of a well. No, you you, you hang in the games, don't you? It's easy to it's easy mm-hmm. to lay down and just go in defending mode and bunker in. And mm-hmm. but I thought but the, Swedes, gra- the Swedes were were at it. They were like, "Fuck this, let's go for it." How great was was Musevich, though? She was unbelievable. Oh, unbelievable, good. unbelievable. Very good. Very good. And we saw we seen the goalkeeping. I think the goalkeeping. I'm, I'm a little bit biased, I have to say, but I think it's one of the biggest stories. It's the most improved position, and we've seen goalkeepers being standouts in in the tournament, winning games, or certainly playing a major part with uh, Sweden. We saw Nigerian goalkeeper this morning. Brilliant. Yeah, Nadozi. Yep. Brilliant. And she got she got player of the match, right? even though in a losing effort. Yeah, I think she did. But because it went to, um, went to the penalties, I think Mary Earps ended up getting it, but there you go. Another goalkeeper. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm. Well, here's the other, here's some, something we should talk about is uh, I'm hosting for a reason. James Sherman is in Portugal. We don't know how long we have him for, 
So we're going to let them. As long as you want, boys and girls. Really? Do I sound okay? Is is my mic okay? You sound great. Yeah. Okay. Why are you in Portugal anyways? What are you doing? Yeah. Why am I in Portugal? That's a great question. And why are you stealing like Jimmy's old kit that was signed or something? What's going on with you? (laughs) All right. So, so, so I'm here um, along with uh, Cryer Media and Clancy World. They, they are um, putting together the, the digital collection for Benfica. So we are basically guests of Benfica this week, uh, leading up to the Super Cup, which goes on Wednesday. We're going to jump on the train with the fans, going to be in the fans, going to record a shitload of content. We've done it already. Right now I'm at the stadium, the Stadia Deluge, which is unbelievable, by the way. That's a proper football stadium. Um, just had a great tour of the museum um, and, and the archive, which is actually incredible. We saw these original copies of some of your Sabio's match reports written in hand when he was here in the 60s. So it's, it's just fantastic. And let me tell you this. So Benfica have a, have a really strong women's program. And in the museum, when you first walk in, the first section of the museum is dedicated to the women's program of Benfica. That They've been around for five years. They've won the last three championships. And Chloe Lacasse, who, who joined Arsenal this past year, but she is everywhere. And we had this conversation, this chat. I was interviewing the uh, the curator of the museum, and he got all emotional. He goes, "Oh, Chloe Lacasse, she was she was Benfica. She was our best player. You know, she was here just last week, saying goodbye to everyone, and she's crying her eyes out. She has such passion for for this wow. club. I thought that was so cool. This Canadian connection to this giant club, which is a giant club, right? I mean, people think about Benfica, and we see them in the Champions League and that. But um, I'm learning more and more this week how big this club is. It's got 250,000 members around the globe, which is more than any other club. And they have 90% ownership of the club. So mm-hmm. they have such fan representation. It's run the right way. Mm-hmm. And they've, uh, Rui Costa is now the, the man in charge, the legend himself. I'm hoping to get him for an interview. We're really trying right now, but it's a busy week. They're selling Gonzalo Ramos to PSG for about 85 million. So he's pretty busy right now, but we're really trying. But yeah, it's fantastic. What a city, by the way. Have you been to Lisbon? I know, Dubs, you've been here for the Algarve Cup on more than one occasion. Yeah, I have. We went three years in a row. It was my favorite tournament. Yeah. Because of where? Because you won it or because of the location? <laughs> uh, yeah, we never won it. But it was oh. a fabulous tournament. You always were playing against you know, like really big opponents. It was a really highly coveted kind of tournament to make. And Canada didn't get the nod before that. But I, like 2000, 2001, 2002... I was lucky enough to go, but I guess it's the area. It's that Algarve region of oh. Portugal, and it's stunning. It's absolutely beautiful. What a city. And, and there's more hills and steps than I've ever seen before. My calves are rocking right now. I can barely <laughs> bloody walk. Seriously. And it's also, it's World Youth, it was World Youth Day on, on Saturday, and the Pope was in town. So you got all these Bible bashers running around, um, oh. taking in the sights in these big groups. It's, it's disconcerting. I'm not comfortable. I mean, I, I was born Catholic. You know, we've discussed this before. There's a lot of Catholics in the city anyway, but there's even more this week. It's kind of weird. Not did too many the, locals. Did all the Catholics call you a full kit wanker? <laughs> oh, you saw it, did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was great. So we went to, uh, we, saw this, we went to the, the, the club store yesterday and, and uh, we had a, a, a bit of a budget, meaning there was no budget. We went shopping. And uh, we got a bunch of stuff. It was fantastic. So I had to put it on. And yes, I'm very much a full kit wanker. Um, this is a pretty great club. I've got to tell you, it's got that kind of family feel to it. It's big, it's huge. Biggest club in Portugal. But it's got that when you're in the stadium and you meet everyone here, 
they just love this club. They, they've been Benficuistas their whole lives. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty special place. They're just a conveyor belt of uh, producing players, like probably as good as any club in the world for developing, selling players, buying low, developing a lot of Brazilians coming through there. And yeah. we just we mentioned that about the women there, Amy, about clubs getting serious about developing. They're going to develop women because they're going to flip them for money. And when they start doing that, watch out, Portugal. They're going to start being very, very good, and they might even develop a few others as well, Brazilians and the other Canadian well, well, too. Apparently, yeah. apparently they've um, they, they've turned the biggest profit out of any club in in almost history of football. Mm. I mean, they just develop and they sell. And we, I mentioned uh, Gonzalo Ramos uh, came through the academy, um, eighty five million. Uh, Enzo left for one hundred and twenty million yeah. in January. Uh, the summer before, Darwin Nunez. That'll be an eighty million dollar transfer, and he, and he still won the championship last year. Yeah, it's one of those. They're like Ajax and, and some of these other clubs, right? They got yeah. the models down pat. They know what they're doing. Yeah. I don't know why more clubs don't try this model because it's successful. Yeah, but both of them and Sporting does that as well. Yep. Sporting do the exact yep. same thing and Benfica because they know they they can't compete with the big guys. So it's let's develop players and flip them, and get some money. Well, while we're talking about development, Jimmy, I want to go back to what you were saying about the, now that we know we have charms for a little bit. Um, you were talking about your your parents not missing a match, the development. Where does, uh, you know, I think you were going to tell us a little more about what you thought in that space on development and where we need to be. Well, I think you you got a lot of a lot of work to do. I mean, everybody's catching up around the world. They're investing. They've got good coaches, facilities. Um, the best players are going to play in the top leagues. And I know we keep talking about a domestic league, but you know that might take a little bit of time. So why not maybe invest in in League One, where you already have women programs and women teams that's going across the country. Start there. Start with that development, and then eventually you get your get your pro team. But They've got to do something here in Canada because the rest of the world is is catching up. They are they are going to become better if we don't do something relatively soon. But it's good to see that our top players now are playing for some big clubs around the world, um, and we've got to continue to develop and, and get them into those those top leagues. If we want to compete, we have to. But I mean, if I if I if I was looking at it right now, you've got a structure in place with League One Women's Ontario, NBC in Quebec, I'd start investing in that right now because there's already women playing. So why not help develop them first and then eventually go into that, that pro realm after the starting point. Yeah, it's good, but it's essentially a summer league, right? So it's, it's, it's difficult to do that. And then you, the, the conflict with the universities or players going back down to the U S the, the issue that we don't have anything that's year round. Make it an under 21, under 21 league. Then you got young players that you're developing because the clubs have already, they've already got the teams. You've already got a big player pool. I'd invest. I would invest in that and start developing there. Are there rules about that? Extend, 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 extend the league, make it a longer season. That's what I would do. Are we like just shackled? Are we shackled to the whole college university model over here? Over here being, being Canada in that it served its purpose for a while, but now the, the game's almost outgrowing it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Are you better off it being is. in a professional environment? Yeah, a hundred percent. So I was talking about off the top. I'm not sure if you were there or not. Just about about the U.S. No, being knocked that. out, and they're, they're going to be fine. 
like the U.S. is always going to be in that conversation of the best in the world, right? Even though there's, like they've always, did you guys know that in like since its inception, the Women's World Cup starting in 1991, they've never finished worse than third? Jesus. Isn't that it's mind-boggling? It's pretty great, isn't it? I've got to tell you, I didn't see, see, I haven't seen any of the games because over here I've just been like dawn to freaking dusk doing stuff. But uh, I saw the results, saw the highlights. Yeah, there's been some super bucks that have been. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, no, it's, uh, it was really enjoyable to see them lose. England won, right? I just checked my phone. England won this morning. Yep. Yeah. And the Aussies. And Christ, I, I put money on both the States and England. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks, Tony Bet. I'm going with Spain now. That's well, that's, I, that's where I was going to go next. Who Who's standing out with who's left? With the void of the U.S. That opens up a whole opportunity for other, other teams. I'll go with you first, Dubs. Who are you thinking takes the most advantage of that? Can, can Japan, Sweden... Who's who's the, who's going to be in that space? I think Sweden is going to be limited going further. I think um, England with James was probably looking good because Kira Walsh checked back in, um, and that game that they played that six-one dismantling of of China, like that was as good a sort of comprehensive performance that we'd seen in this World Cup. But um, I think I agree with Jimmy again um, about Spain. Um, although they didn't look very good against Japan. I think for me, the, the favorites right now have to be Japan. Yeah, they're good. Craig, you, you actually spoke about Japan. Is, are they, I know you were cheering. You have mixed heritage with Sweden and England. Who's your team to cheer for? Who do you think's going forward? Well, I have a little Japanese in me as well there, Wonger. So hey, that's I, new business. I picked up Japan. <laughs> how, how old is he? <laughs> <laughs> was that the confederation cup yeah. that's when you went missing after that japan game <laughs> yeah i do have some norwegian and swedish in me um stop saying that <laughs> yeah you gotta stop saying that yeah. look at the audience here for fun place to visit to <laughs> in greek <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, but in the annals of history, <laughs> yeah. What were we talking about? Sweden. Well, I, we were talking about who's going to take most advantage of the U.S. getting jumped out. Who who moves into well, that? Everybody. Yeah, but <laughs> does it change? I know you had you like Sweden. I know you like Japan. Are you still big Japan? You like them? Everybody's well, jumping out. Sorry, I do. Yeah, I do. Out of his bum. I still think the English are. They, they didn't play overly well and dominant in the match against Nigeria, but they're going to be there or thereabouts for sure. Uh, very well coached. And the Spanish and the Japanese, I think those are the three. Mm. There's France too, don't forget. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I like the French. That's what they say. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing this Jamaican Jamaican team play. What a story. Underfunded, no resources, nothing. Mm-hmm. Look where they are now, and if they can beat Colombia, go fund me page to get them there in the first. What place. a story that would be! That's crazy, eh? A GoFundMe to get me there, and you know that the Jamaican Federation, if they do well, is going to take props for even being there. Oh, and it's a bunch of all. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. These cronies. Bullshitters. Yep. And that other match tomorrow is France-Morocco. I think that's it for Morocco. I think that they had kind of their Cinderella story in qualifying for the round of 16, but I think that's as far as they go. And are how are you? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Charles. No, are they mainly French players on Morocco? Yeah, I think um, Forrest was talking about that. I'm not sure about where the players are from, but yeah, there's a significant proportion that are, that are from Europe or mostly French. But Morocco um, has, uh, the country has invested heavily in women's football. The king. The king has. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, we need a king. He, if, he, if he doesn't like it, then he doesn't fund it, and they don't have any money, but it, it's actually coming from a non-democratic guy, the king. I guess, I guess we have got a king, haven't we? I guess in Canada, I suppose, officially, right? So can we just speak to Chuck and say, hey, Chuck, how about some Dosh, some Muller? Let's make these players happy. He's too busy getting that? his teeth fixed. He's going to come out with some royal chompers. Royal chompers. <laughs> I also want to know, Dubs, how are you hanging in? What's your sleep patterns like now? I know we, we talked oh, about yeah. Craig's. How exhausted are you? I'm, I'm okay, I, I think. Because um, you were talking about hills to run. Did you find a hill to run on in Toronto? No, I just went to the gym and then I went for a walk. I didn't, didn't find this mysterious hill that Jimmy had told me about. But do you find dubs? So, I mean, you're exhausted. You, you know, you're not sleeping. But do you find though that when that light goes on in the studio, you're like, you just feel great. You're rocking and rolling. And no. The minute it goes off, no. Oh. <laughs> no. Laura, Laura, Laura and I were talking this morning, um, and I found today's start time to be the most challenging. So we were on air at 3 a.m. So we had to be at the studio at 1 a.m. And you're just sort of in in like purgatory. We were texting like at yeah 10 p.m. Yeah. But like I'd gone to bed at like 6.30 and managed to fall asleep. And then I woke up and I thought, panic, first of all, that I'd missed my alarm because it felt like I'd been sl- asleep for ages. And it was like nine o'clock. And I was like, come on. And that was basically it. That was all the sleep that I got. And then just kind of got up and moved a little bit and then made my way over to the studio. And uh, But L- Laura Dyke is great. So we're like, we're, we're kidding on and having a good time and and keeping each other going but like sometimes you do like a a a chat block and you're just like jesus christ (laughs) like not exactly how i'd envisioned it but you get through it and it's a bit giddy like we did like our first block today england a little bit heavier and then a little bit on nigeria 
and I must have said, um, what's, wait, what's their name again? Super Falcons? I must have said Super Falcons like five times. It's like Super Falcons, <laughs> Super Falcons, Super Falcons. It's like, is that on, is that was on your bingo card at 3 a.m.? Then like you were a big winner or if it was a drinking game, you were absolutely hammered. And then it would just became like a running joke, you know, because it's 3 a.m. Like, what do you, what do you even do? I'm pretty sure no one's watching it at 3 a.m. though, are they? No, no, not even my family. No one's watching. No. The PBR comes in and the replays come in. Yeah, replays. Are you you texting your husband? Are you texting your husband going, hey, how'd I do today? He's like, who did? No. (laughs) <laughs> no, like a bunch of a bunch of texts came in, like you know, when it got to be like reasonable, like seven or seven thirty, and he was like, um, he said, "I'm a bit juvenile, but you're really making me laugh here." He's like, "Is say get on balls more failure to attack the box, grabbing at her groin? What are you doing?" I'm like, yeah, well. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> no. Guys, we uh, I know Charms is going to like this, but the. Uh, N- the League Cup charms. Lionel Messi, League's Leo Cup. Messi. League's Cup. Yeah. I saw the goal. League's Cup. Oh, my God. This guy is uh, – Dubs put out after we were going on about uh, the states getting knocked out on the dark web. Messi came up because Dubs said, have you seen this? I watched the highlights this morning. This guy is going to carve up MLS. It is so fun to watch. Um. What was interesting one is um, Fabio, Fabio, diehard Benfica here, watched that game and he's watching League's Cup because of Messi. He would never watch League's Cup otherwise. This is we're in Lisbon, Portugal, and and they're watching this guy play in in this tournament and he'll do the same in MLS. That's why he's he's gone. Well, sold out in Dallas in in a hundred degree weather that they had to do a dehydration break halfway uh, halfway through the first half and second half. So I fans find out that the MLS doesn't even this isn't even MLS. I know. No, I tell you, I'm gonna be deadly serious. And let me tell you this. That was probably one of the best MLS games I've watched. It was phenomenal. It wasn't MLS. On, <laughs> it wasn't it was an MLS. MLS, two MLS teams. It's the, it, the, it, it was what, it, it was amazing. What the competition between the 10th and 15th best leagues in the world. It's awesome. No, I'm telling you, you didn't watch. You didn't watch it, did you? What a sourpuss! What the hell? It, well, somebody top up the his football, the football, charity shield. No, the football was amazing. It was end to end, so much action, and then Messi stepping up towards the end there. That free kick, it was it was incredible. It had everything that match. I really enjoyed it. That was one of those games when it was done. You were just like, wow, that was brilliant. It's but the dream whoever star, wins the it? tournament. Is it a dream come true for Messi to win a, a tournament between? I don't know. Is it, is it the tenth and? I think what I'm getting at, what I'm getting, what I'm, what I'm getting at, was the standard of play was very, very good, and it was good. Well, to I'm see. sure he's not bad. Yeah. Well, he's going to well, he's going to lift the standard of yeah. play, right? And that's part of the reason why he's come over. But I think so yeah. far, you couldn't have written a better start to his career, not just for Messi, but for MLS, for North American soccer, right? Yeah. He's doing what? It's only been three or four games. He's, he's doing exactly what they'd hoped he'd do. And it just shows when he's happy what he can do, right? He's been miserable in two years at PSG. And even Jordi Alba said that. Now, Leo's smiling again. And he still played pretty well at PSG. Now, let's not blame their, their demise and their decline on him. But it shows that he's still got it when he's happy and, and feels 
validated by ownership and all that bullshit. Um, he's still maybe the best player in the world, and if if not one of the best players in the world. And yeah, I know it's a lower level of football. Okay, whatever. Like Jimmy said, it's great football to watch now. Whether it's whatever level it is, it's good, intense football. So great. That's why they they brought him aboard. Yeah, he can't. He's not playing at Barcelona anymore. Oh, he's it once like Dub said. Once we, he becomes a Marvel character, on the other day, like he is literally going to kill it in North America if he continues this kind of pl- approach to his media side, his branding. But the other thing I was thinking as, and maybe Dubs can think uh, ta- take this is Kamal Miller played great last night. He was in the highlight pack, scored a PK uh, in the shootout. That guy's went from. CF Montreal middling to the last place team and now playing along Messi and they're playing amazing. What does that do to your career when you, cause you followed him with CF Montreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't believe his luck. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think for personal reasons, um, like I think his partner, his girlfriend, he wanted to be back in Florida. And so the uh, CF Montreal helped him to do that but he had had a poor beginning of, of the season. It wasn't the Kamal Miller, um, you know, even that was who was in Qatar with Canada or who had had a very, very good season for CF Montreal when they had the record-breaking season in 2022. Um, so he kind of goes there and you think, oh, like you said, last place team. And now all of a sudden his number gets called for the, for the penalty shootout and he's playing alongside, uh, you know, Messi and Busquets and Alba and just can't believe his luck. Yeah. Jesus, like all those guys maybe, being brought maybe. up to play with Jimmy Brennan when he knew there were 48 say, players Messi, on TFC. Maybe Messi can't believe his luck. Maybe let's oh, no. switch the narrative here, you know? He's playing with Kamal Miller. I know you're being sarcastic, but do you think that there's something to that? Because you alluded to it before about two years where he's miserable at a mm. club in PSG and now sort of the shackles are off and he can just express himself and just be messy. And I know he can do it anywhere, but maybe there's just that weight's lifted and he can just, it's just all about yeah. the joy on, on the pitch yeah. and, and the guys that are Less alongside him. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think he's, he's just got the freedom now, doesn't he? Freedom to go play football, go enjoy it. He's living in Miami. He's got his, his buddies that he's grown up with, with Alba and Busquets and the team as well, who they're all close He's just in a good space. You can see it. You know, the whole time he's smiling when when his team scores, he's in there celebrating. And even when once they won the penalty shots, like he was there laughing, running, running with his teammates. It's you can see he's like gone back to that being a kid again and just enjoying his football. Yeah. And that's why he's playing. Now I've watched I've watched now, the last it, it, four it, games in Miami and they've been they're so fun to watch right now. But Jimmy, but it's football, right? I mean, it's great right now. It's the honeymoon period. They're winning games. He's happy. Everyone's smiling. You know, there's a buzz around the club. City loves them. At some point, there's going to be that that stretch when things don't go right. And when he starts getting criticized, you know, how will he rebound from that? That's going to be the... I think it'd be fine. Don't get me wrong. But that'll be the, the tell, right? Right now, of course, he's happy. Everyone's happy. He's newlywed. Nothing's wrong. But at some point, he'll start getting nagged and realize he's stuck in a long-term relationship. And things won't be as much fun. Well, you hope it doesn't get that right. He'll be making iPhones in China. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> of the Apple deal. <laughs> I think he... But at some point they will he's lose. He's not going to go very right? long without scoring at this level. 
No. He'll score. He's He'll score was a far cry from what he's <laughs> He'll score for fun. He's so cynical. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, when was the last time Craig was really happy? Let's figure that out. <laughs> well, I mean, you, just staying as it is, I mean, this is a level that is a far cry than what he is used to. There's none of those players that could play at the level that he played at it when he was at his very, very best. Paris Saint-Germain was getting close, but he only he started to decline at that level. And now he's gone to a league that is several steps below that. I mean, it's, it is what it is. Help me enjoy this. Who we yeah, fucking... Not, he won't I mean, let us. I don't know, I don't know he won't let us bad. enjoy it. I don't know if it's as bad as you as you think, Forrest. I mean, I, you're, it's not comparable to a league up. But... No, I think he's brilliant. I just yeah. think he, this, at this level, he's going to kill it. Well, of course. I think... I. Sharms, your your point about like when the honeymoon period wears off, I think it's more about when the boredom sets in. Is he going to grow mm. tired of things being so easy? The travel, well, the travel, yeah. For example, right? It's tough, right, Jimmy? Playing at the Big O. The travel, the travel <laughs> is, is a killer. That will get to them. That's for sure. Do you think he, do you think he's going to fly in the same plane? Remember, was it Beckham? Who was it? Someone had to like, we'll get a private jet away from the team if you're his teammate do you give a fuck though i wouldn't take your private plane probably not no no i know when things start going wrong you know say you you, you don't win a game for four or five games which will happen at some point and there's big time charlie in the old private jet i don't know this is the case he might well be on the on the charter with the boys but you can see when when they realize he's just a normal bloke like the rest of us you wonder about resentment creeping in at some point. You mean so, sounds you know, like it's very t- sounds like TFC a little bit, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Maybe, they're gonna yeah. go into, I don't think they're going to go into this spell where you're talking four or five games not losing, things aren't going well. You know, I think with with Messi, Busquets, Jordi Alba, you got guys that are winners that know how to win, that want to win. They're not just coming here to just to play. They want to win. They want to win something, and they're used to winning. So they're not going to get take their foot off the pedal and go, let's just come here and get paid. There's no chance. So they might never lose again is what you're saying? No, I think they're going to compete. Ever. They're going to compete, but they're not going to just lay over and, and just accept losing. There's no well, They're going to have to win the to 12 me, probably to make the check. playoffs, and they could possibly do it, but that's what the standard they're going to have to be at. Yeah. Let me check. the standard that they're used to. what the odds are now. Oh, to, for them winning. Because I mean, we did it last time, right? But they won another yeah. game now. And let me take a look here. Well, and as we're talking about that, I, I, I've got a mea culpa myself. Uh, as long as we're talking Make about footy, a mea culpa footy picks parlay. Wonger's forge, the forge lost to the Cal <laughs> to Calgary very badly, and that was the only reason we didn't make win sixteen hundred dollars for Craig's casket. <laughs> you this time. First game too, right? First game of the yeah. Uh, so yeah, first game. So the even more than that. Yeah, we, we threw away that that pick. But the other thing was, I was thinking we have to order an extra large industrial fridge, and that will be Craig the cardboard that it comes in. That's his. Uh, that's that's what we have to use. We Craig will fold you over a little bit. <laughs> we have walk-in freezers at my 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 uh my yes. store. We, we can that's use it. that in the short term. Okay, so you're going to be frozen until the cardboard comes in, Craig. I'm good with that. Yeah. Oh, and then okay. you can make it like a forest pie. Oh, 
<laughs> There's a couple of movies about that. Aren't I know. I know. <laughs> I think there is. There is. Uh, like so look, actually, um, Tony, Tony Bet <laughs> Messi is now the third favorite to win the Golden Boot. Third favorite plus six hundred hasn't scored a goal yet in MLS. It's crazy. He's behind Mukhtar a plus three fifty one and uh, Buanga. Well, we talked about Kamal Miller. So what luck crazy. he has. What about that Robert Taylor kid? He's just he's, he's looking like a world beater. Holy jeez. Like, it just opens up Miami, the okay, for a guy so like that. Miami now is up to fifth favorite to win MLS. Wow. Fifth. So they're climbing. Every win, they're climbing, which makes sense, I suppose. But it's still, I can't, maybe Jimmy probably believes it, but I can't picture them winning this year. I mean, they're, they're 12 points out of the playoffs. <laughs> it's crazy. That is crazy. Um, guys, Community Shield. Let's talk that Arsenal over Man City. Was it nice to see that? I didn't see it because I was watching Ipswich Sunderland. Oh, you're right. Sharms, you saw it though, right? No, I didn't see it. I was was (laughs) here doing stuff. So sorry. Jimmy, Jimmy, did you see it? Yeah, I watched watched most of it. (laughs) I guess it's kind of like the nation. It's kind of like the League's Cup, isn't it? Arsenal looked good too, though. I mean, they, they've had a good preseason. They, they've looked good this year. They brought in some good pieces. Man City, it took them forever to get going as well. First half, they just finally, once they got into that, that final third, and their link-up play wasn't, wasn't the best, wasn't up to where it normally is. And our, oh, Arsenal yeah. obviously stayed in, plugged, plugged away. Would they score in the 90th minute and then took them into penalties and won it? But Thanks Arsenal, they, they look all right. They've, they've, brought, they've brought in some good pieces. Jimmy, do you think Arsenal this year um, could beat into Miami? <laughs> Fucking joking. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought into Miami was like this, the second coming of uh, Brazil, nineteen seventy. No. No. <laughs> Jimmy's not Char- having it this morning. Well, not only that, that Portugal, be a, be a Portugal charms is is a little delayed. He's a little slower. <laughs> Portugal Sharks, I think, hung over if he's talking Super Bowl. I'm, I'm not. No, I, honestly, I felt great for the first two days. I think the old jet lags hit me a little bit today. I'm pretty tired. Oh, well, that'll I'm happen. I sleep last night. Yeah. Um, let's finish off. Uh, just last thing. Uh, we've got Women's World Cup. We've talked. The big thing is Prem starts on Friday, everyone. Fubo yeah. TV. Mental. Are you excited? We'll talk. I think we're going to have to. Sharms, you're back on what day? On on? Can you? Are you going to be for news and dubs on on Friday? Yeah, it should be good. Yeah, I'm back Thursday. That's the plan. Okay, so Friday we'll do our season prognostication, our Tony Bet Prem Fubo TV prognostication about what's going to happen in the Prem this year. How about that? Let's ask the viewers, listeners, to ask some some really good questions rather than who's going to win it, you know, who's yes. going to finish top or all that bullshit. Give us some really kind of different questions and challenge us, something different. And again, not like what's the back four going to be for Luton? Don't care, don't know. <laughs> but just give us some some probing questions um, that we can have some fun with, perhaps. Do it the, the footy prime way. Best, uh, I would love to hear what the best food at the at each stadium. Like who who has had really good food? Because I have to tell you, I'm seeing some really good looking food at stadiums lately. And Foodie Scrand is a great follow on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? 
No, I'm going to look it up right now. No, you, you'd love it. So, so Footy Scran is it basically is pictures and stuff from around the football world stadiums and what's got the best food or the worst food. And how much like it costs. It's quite a thing. It's quite a thing. Oh, and yeah. how much it costs? Pie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, BMO's got to be like, how's, uh, how are prices at Saputo Stadium? Better than at BMO. A beer is 20 bucks. How much is a beer? I, Come I on. I don't remember the last time I was there. Media box, and- press box. She just Amy knows exactly <laughs> how much a beer costs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, they did those 30th anniversary ones, and I think they're like 12 bucks. Oh, that's reasonable. Right? Half price. That is reasonable. Yeah. You can also go to the 7-Eleven, which we call Depths, and you can buy your beer outside the stadium, which you can't do in Ontario. Amazing. So civilized. eh? Even like over here, right? I mean, listen, we all know this. Over here, I'm walking, just every store sells beer and wine. People are walking down the street with a glass of wine. It's fucking civilized. What is wrong with us in Ontario? We're all freaking adults. Treat us like it. Thank you. I'm with you. Well, it's foreigners that own it as well, isn't it? Oh, boy. The beer store in the LCBO. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, you're right. Oh, beer store. Well, not yeah. LCBO. Is LCBO? Yeah. yeah. Isn't it a German company or something the like that? Yeah. Retail, isn't it? Yeah. Why not? They control We, we, we talked about doing this at BMO Field, making a bit of a stand about booze and the, the prices. Remember, we were going to do something about that months ago. Yeah, we really we really followed through, didn't we? Well, the good thing is we get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can get it in grocery stores now, but not like Quebec. I mean, you guys sell it even in your gas stations, don't you? Yeah, you get a beer and not here. Yeah, beer, wine, anything. Yeah, that was, uh, that was the fantastic thing about Montreal. You can have a drink almost anywhere. So very civilized. That's not uh, the only thing good about Montreal. No. Do tell Craig Forrest. Does it involve dancing by any chance, Forrest? Dancing? Yeah. Is there a story that I don't know about? <laughs> <laughs> about no, it doesn't involve dancing. Oh, that dancing. Oh, I thought you meant me. Oh, like a, like a shape hooray? <laughs> what is that, Amy? What's shape hooray? Uh, it's like a, a really upscale place. Upscale dancing place? Like a, a club? Fine it's dining? Rippers. Come on, you know what Shaper is. <laughs> Never heard it's of it. Nice I don't know what you're it. talking about. Not that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure you've been. He doesn't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? Nothing. Um, Amy, you've got, tell us what you've got going on the next uh, 24 hours because your life is crazy right now. Yep. Um, actually, I was going to ask you guys if I could go back to the hotel and, and record a broadcast. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be happening. And then tomorrow, 4 a.m., Columbia, Jamaica, and 7 a.m., France, Morocco. Wow. Well, not, not be it, but around it's getting there. Yeah, Jimmy, you're home for two days and then there. back again. Amazing. You get to go home. Your kids get to remember their mother. Is that going to make you feel guilty? Am I making feel guilty? Just Always, home. yeah. <laughs> Good. Stop it. Stop being feeling guilty. You're doing a great job. Does, does, Jimmy. does JP uh, ask you, um, can TSN dubs please come home? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe a little just bit. Just ask the question. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, what, you're going to Ottawa. What for? My son has a tournament in Ottawa, so we're heading up Friday. <clears throat> Amazing. My youngest, uh, uh, my oldest was in Montreal this weekend playing in the 
what's it called? Dubs that term in there? The challenge brassard or brassard challenge. Brassard I grew challenge. up playing it. It's awesome. Yeah. Is so that like one of those giant, uh, like all the teams across the nation fly into Montreal and play in brassard kind of thing? Yeah. I don't know about fly in, but like, you know, northeastern u.s and ontario quebec mm. like it's a massive grassroots tournament that's is that like that's probably like our old robbie tournament that we used to have here. yes and i used to play in that as well yeah the robbie was amazing mm-hmm. uh charms we're giving you your uh your portugal charms where what are you up to for the next few days you said something about the eagles is this real Ooh. yeah yeah so this afternoon we're gonna hang out with the the, the, the eagles here in benfica the actual actual eagles not the glen Frey eagles the actual eagles are going to hang out with the uh, the dude that controls them, <laughs> I don't know, fly around the stadium with them or something. I'm not sure entirely. And then uh, tomorrow is the celebration of the championship <laughs> at the stadium with the, the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm not sure what happens there. Um, get some more interviews. And then uh, Wednesday is the Super Copa. What do you What do you mean? Water. You're hanging out with eagles. Were you just going to sit there, have a cup of tea, and sit with these eagles? I, I don't know. They just said, "Yeah, comes for the eagles." A little eagles. bit of lunch. I don't know what it means, but I'm going to do it. So uh, amazing! I don't know, and then probably try some more, some more wonderful seafood tonight. God damn, the food here is amazing. Yes, just great. Yeah. Oh. Craig, what do you got going on? Oh, nothing much. <laughs> <laughs> this weekend, my daughter's birthday. Awesome! Hey, hey you're all invited. I am. If you can make it. Yes, if I can. JC, we're giving you the last uh, shout. What do you got going on? I'm going to get my ankles looked at by my surgeon. <laughs> cool. Cool. Furs. And I'm coming back from New Brunswick from the future an hour early. So I'll be back on uh, Friday. I won't be with you guys on Friday, Sharm. So you'll have to host News and Dubs, and I will not okay. be here. I'll try. Um, but uh, continue comprando journée à Eplosos pour Uvira, which I guess keep buying newspapers and cheers for listening. But before that, FuboTV.com, Footy Prime, slash Footy Prime. Uh, the Prem starts on Friday. And well, Tony Bet, all of your in game, out game excitement, add to it. Don't listen to How's us. that? How's Apparently. that? Charms, you go. You go and say your last words. Keep buying newspapers. Cheers for listening. Oh, yeah, keep buying newspapers. All right, we'll we'll chat next time sometime. Bye. You got better internet over there, Charm. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. You know, you're that guy, like, this brain. I mean, thumbs most. You've been crazy. Yeah. Stop working a little bit. I need to go film that before the Eagles. Is it the real Eagles, like the band? No, the actual <laughs> Eagles. Sit. Are you taking the first? Look at the crest. <laughs> I like how oh, he said. I was because he said Glenn Fry. I'm all confused. Yeah. And and the Eagles, <laughs> like they fly around the stadium. It's really cool. Look two of them. Oh, oh like Falcon Eagles, like yeah, like, like birds. Trained <laughs> Eagles. <laughs> big fucking birds. Like fu- with big fucking like raptors. Raptors. No, they no, don't. An eagle. An eagle. A raptor is a type of bird, and it's in the family. No, it's not. It's a dinosaur. Yes, it no. And they don't fly. Look it up. Pterodactyls fly. Stop being. Stop being. Raptors don't fly. This is staying in the pod, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.